Hi, and welcome to the Young Family Small Business Podcast, the show that deep dives into conversations with experts in small business, raising a young family, or are shining examples of mastery in both. My name is Ben Walker, and I'm the founder of Inspire, Life-Changing Accountants, and the host of this podcast. This episode is sponsored by Inspire, Life-Changing Accountants. We've worked with thousands of business owners since we started in 2013, and we're best known for saving our client base a total of $17 million in tax and counting. For every dollar of tax we proactively save a small business, Inspire donates a day worth of access to life-changing food, water, health, or sanitation services to a family in need. If you're interested in speaking with an accountant to see how we could help your business, head to inspire.business forward slash chat. G'day and welcome to another episode of Young Family Small Business. In this episode, we have Karan Kandawal from Inspire, who's a senior accountant. He's a tax, stock market, crypto and Web3 enthusiast, and he's helped multiple business owners at Inspire through various stages in their business from uh, startup to growth um, and also million dollar exits. Um, he's an aspiring chartered accountant. Uh, he joined Inspire in in 2020 in July, um, and we, we actually go through his journey, uh, which is only just uh, just over a couple of years now, uh, and he's hit some massive results, which has been great. Um, he's super passionate about helping business owners achieve financial freedom, uh, and excited to disrupt the accounting industry. Um, he works with uh, 45 business clients and growing with a turnover range from half a million dollars through to $10 million. Um, and those industries vary from medical practitioners, e-commerce, allied health services, construction, retail, uh, consulting, and uh, probably a few others in there. And uh, some of the things we, we spoke about, which were pretty cool, was his success stories, particularly uh, taking a client from the verge of bankruptcy through to um, paying off huge chunks of debt and is now cash flow positive, which is great. Helping a client get ex- exit ready uh, being able to sell their business for millions of dollars when pay like literally um, zero dollars in tax. So the client was absolutely stoked there. Um, and then the third success story, which was awesome, was helping a client expand their medical practice through uh, setting up an SMSF and the acquisition of commercial uh, property. So I hope you enjoy the episode with Karan um, and uh, make sure to give a review uh, uh, when you uh, finish. Thank you. Hey, Karan, good to have you on the podcast this morning. How are you going? I'm going good. A pretty bright and shiny day. It's good. I'm excited for the podcast. This is the first one I'm recording, like on the other end. Yeah. I have done a few mocks one as a host on the other side, but it's pretty, feels so good on the other side. Hey, very good. And you made a good point about the weather. Um, Brisbane at the moment is fantastic. It's just that transition between winter and summer. And it is beautiful. Yeah. How good. Well, first question, as always on the podcast, could you tell me about your family? Yeah. So I have recently got engaged. So I'll start with that because that's a pretty exciting part. And it's going to kind of transition from me being single. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got married in March 2022. And we have a kind of like big reception coming up in December. So we'll be soon flying for that one. And I have got two elder brothers. Uh, one of whom I live in here with, in Brisbane and the other brother, elder brother, he lives in India with my parents. Both of them are married. So I'm the last one in the family who's going to get married. So pretty hey. exciting. Yeah. Uh, that's very cool. And tell me a bit about growing up in India. Yeah. 
So growing up in India, if uh, starting, if talking about my childhood, it was kind of like have a mix of both good and bad memories in a way. When I was growing, I used to be always one, a studious one, you know, student in the classroom who is always excited, completing things more academically. And, but when you take them and put them in any sport on the ground, like playground, and they don't know what to do. So I was, I was kind of that guy, very bad at sports, very bad at arts and painting. But yeah, but when it came to science and maths, I was always interested, wanted mm-hmm. to learn more and more. Yeah. So, and I believe that's where I used to be competitive that I wanted to be first in the class, like in terms of my grades and stuff. And that's what I realized still did today. I'm carrying that competitive nature with me. And yeah, after that, in 2008, when I was about in eighth grade, everything was good, like uphill journey, good school days. Yeah. So we had, a, my dad had a bit of a financial loss in his business. Mm. It was kind of massive. And, and uh, I didn't understand at that point of time because didn't have that kind of maturity, but we had to relocate to a different city at that point of time. And it, it was like, you have a whole set of friends and base in one city. And one mm. day you need to relocate to a different one. So that was a kind of the only bad memory I have from my childhood. And like, because you have to make new friends, you have to adjust to a different city mm. and get going from there. So, yeah. But yeah, that was kind of like a childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And, and I think what your parents do or uh, might have played a bit of a hand in what you studied but uh, tell us a bit about what your parents do and uh, and what inspiration you drew yeah definitely so my mom uh, she studied till 12th grade and uh, then she got married because in india mostly like my parents like uh, women pretty much so many women from that point of time mm-hmm. they were like housewives and they wanted to take care of the family which, uh, which also I'll talk about it, how it has helped me nurture and become what I am today. But speaking about my dad, starting from there, he, is, he was an MBA and he completed his MBA in 1980s when it was quite unheard of mm-hmm. at that point of time. And he was also studious, same. And I believe that's what I carry that nature from him. And after completion of his MBA, he started with... Uh, so he started looking after my granddad's business. That was the manufacturing, the white cloth, the plain cloth. It was a manufacturing unit facility in their hometown. And from there on, my dad moved on to a different city to start something of his own because he always wanted to be that. He has that entrepreneur spirit. Mm. And, and, and that's where, that was a city where I grew up. So yeah, and he had a business and the same business which I spoke about in the beginning. He did very well, to be honest. He grew his business from like from a turnover of 10, 1 million rupees up until 50 million. Mm. Uh, He he did pretty well. What's that roughly in Australian dollars? Uh, That would be about 1 million Australian dollars in revenue. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 50 million rupees is 1 million Aussie? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. So yeah, from, from there on, yeah. But... That was the time when the global financial crisis hit in, in 2008. And, and it was kind of like just an economic uh, crisis everywhere. It was kind of like chaos. And that was one of the reasons it led to that because the businesses 
stopped buying, consumption stopped in a way because people were kind of like, don't know how to react to that situation. And that's when we, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. And, and I think we were talking before that are both your parents chartered accountants. Actually, my parents are not chartered accountants, but my elder brother and yep. uh, his wife, they both are chartered accountants who are back in India. Yes. Ah, so, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. So my parents, my mom is housewife and uh, my, yeah, my dad is a businessman, but he's an MBA. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay. And is your dad running a business now? And now my dad is retired. So he, yeah, he started some different ventures when we relocated to a different city after his big financial loss. But since after that, he never entered into full-time. He was doing part-time. But yeah, since then, I think he has had that bad, still a bit of a trauma from that one. So yeah. Yeah. yeah no, there you go. No, very cool. And then um, what about yourself? So did you want to sort of give us some background on your own career? Maybe sort of after you left school, what did you sort of get into and, and how did you find yourself at Inspire? Yeah. So after I completed my schooling and 12th grade, so when I was in 10th grade, after that, we have to choose certain major subjects to go into 11th and 12th grade. Mm. At that point of time, because I come from a business family, my dad was into business for most of his, uh, most of his working life journey. And that's when I learned about I used to go sometimes visit to his office just to understand basics of business. And I used to, always used to be intrigued how the PL works. And he used to always be onto his accounting software. And he yeah. used to look at those reports and just to see, okay, how much I'm going to receive, like kind of like cash flow planning, which of course I didn't know at that point of time. But uh, I used to be intrigued. And that led me to choose. May uh, select majors in 11th grade into accounting and economics and mm. commerce. And uh, when I finished 12th grade majoring those subjects, that was kind of like a sequential selection to bachelors of commerce where, when I started with my uni and I completed that. So after that, I also wanted to do MBA. Similarly, same. I wanted to follow the same path, which was a bit different compared to my siblings because my eldest brother, he is a, he's an engineer, and uh, my second brother, he's a chart accountant. So, but I thought I will do an MBA, same as my dad. And uh, so, in India, it's a kind of like an entrance exam where you need the the score you get will determine which university or college you'll be getting admission into. So, yeah. I wrote that exam, and I scored pretty good. It was ninety one percentile, if I remember, but I was not able to get into the college that I aimed for. It was one of the top premier B school and mm. it, it has got good, good global ranking as well. So because I couldn't get into that, I thought, okay, what we should do next? Then I started working as a tax analyst in Deloitte. That was my first job and just nice hitting, yeah, hitting ground in, from a career in India. I worked for... Deloitte of about 10 months. I was already kind of like feeling I need a change after that. <laughs> then uh, after that, I started working with EY. That's where I learned a lot of things, though it was kind of like very high pressure environment, long hours. And, uh, but I learned a lot about team. I learned a lot about how to be a professional and 
what a professional role carries, the kind of commitment you have towards your client, towards your team. And yeah, so, and yeah, so when I was working in eBay, my plan was originally to appear for that entrance exam again for NDA mm. uh, and, and study and work simultaneously. But that didn't work out because eBay working hours was kind of like, I was enjoying that. That's the reason I spent so much time over there. Mm. So I couldn't focus on my studies. And by the some at the same point of time, my brother had already moved to Australia in 2017. So he was having, uh, I was having a conversation with him one day and he said, what, what about your master's? What about the next step in the career? Mm. So I was, uh, I was thinking, and then he just uh, said to me, why don't you come to Australia and pursue your master's? At that point of time, it was, I thought he must be joking or something. And I didn't even take him. <laughs> I took him seriously at that point of time. But then uh, my parents uh, also asked me, like, what do you think about that idea? I said, it's a good idea. But because earlier in my life, I saw a lot of change and transition from one city to another city. I had a bit of a bad experience with that settling in into a different place. So mm-hmm. I was a bit uh, like restrictive with that idea. I was a bit hesitant to take that step, to take that leap again. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but my family was quite supportive and they told me it'll be kind of like they and they helped me quite a lot through the journey. So I decided I took the leap of faith in 2018, January, mm. I came to Brisbane for my master's. I still remember the exact date. It was 26th of February, 2018. Wow. So yeah, that, that, that was the day I landed straight after landing few hours i had my orientation in griffith university <laughs> yeah. straight off the plane <laughs> yes so it quite hectic yeah and uh, that was the beginning of my journey in australia mm. and then yeah so there you go so when, when did you join inspire yeah i joined inspire in 2020 july yeah uh, that uh, and uh, there's a cute story how i got introduced to Inspire and yeah. uh, how, how I landed. I can tell you that. Do you want me to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that'll be pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So after I finished my master's in, in professional accounting, I was looking for a full-time role, though I was working casually at, in a different accounting firm, but I realized that I need to do more if I want to learn more about the Australian accounting industry, about Australian tax, and that bit. So yeah. that kind of led me to start looking for a full-time job in a different accounting firm where I can get that exposure and I can get that uh, mentorship from somewhere that I was looking for. And then uh, it, it was quite hard at the point of time to land a role because we were st- we, the COVID just hit in 2020 at that point of time, in, right. in the March. Yeah, in the March. And that's when I started looking for a job as well. So, yeah. and, uh, and, and the businesses were kind of like uh, also chaos and hiring was not going at that what we are seeing today. Mm-hmm. So, and, and uh, I was looking, so, and LinkedIn quite actually helped me a lot, the networking bit. Oh, LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah. Yep. So I came across Gulshan's profile because I might have been a mutual connection with somebody Gulshan knows and he and just... just- just for context to the listeners, Gulshan's one of our um, senior managers here at Inspire. So um, 
Yeah, so Karan reached out to him. Yeah, uh, the profile came across and I just opened Gulshan's profile and I, I looked at the timeline photo of uh, the Inspire team. And when I looked at that, I looked like, oh, this thing looks pretty good. And and they are like, they seem to be very happy. And uh, so I was like, oh, okay. Then I clicked on to Gulshan's, uh, like what role he's at and what company that led me to Inspire website. So, and uh, from there on, I scrolling through the, uh, like uh, Inspire's website page by page. And I, I read the client testimonies and I was quite intrigued the kind of detailed testimony the clients have put it there and uh, that made me think like this is and the other thing that caught my attention really was the motto the life-changing accountants those three words and because i in my understanding the accountants are kind of like they help businesses but i didn't know that we as accountants have power to change the lives of the business owners or our clients. And uh, Inspire had that those three words in the motto, in, it, in the name. So after that, I reached out to Gulshan straight away, texted him on LinkedIn. Hey, are you guys hiring or are you guys planning to hire someone in the, in like in recently? So this is my resume. I straight away sent it to him. I, I have never met Gulshan. I don't even know. I, yeah. I just uh, sent him a text and uh, Gulshan, and it was quite interesting that Gulshan responded me straight away that I will I'll let you know, we are planning to hire, but he said that we don't know the timeline yet, but I'll soon reach out to you. And after a month, I was going through my LinkedIn again, and I thought I'll just check in on Gulshan once again, what's happening. And uh, when, when I followed up with him, he was quite responsive again. He said that he has already forwarded resume to Ben the uh, the founder of Inspire, and he will soon reach out to you. Yeah. And and same day, I received email from you, hey. then yeah, asking for the interview. And then yeah, after that, I met the team. I had my technical test, and after that, yeah, here we are now. Here we are now. Yeah. And so, looking back over the last two years, how would you kind of sum up the experience, or like what's happened since? In you know, a few words, or yeah, what what are your thoughts on what's what's happened? To be honest, few words will be too short <laughs> to describe <laughs> to describe the last two years. Yeah. But I would say two words, if if just two words, rewarding and fulfilling. That's the yeah. that these are the top two words are coming to my mind when in somebody asks my experience at Inspire, and uh, I'm literally getting goosebumps at the moment. But yeah, because that is the passion that. I discovered that I had in myself mm. uh, within the last two years. But talking about a bit of a journey for the last two years, I started as a junior candidate in one of in one of Inspire teams, mm. and I started learning. And what I learned initially, and that was a great learning, mm. is because when the firm which I came from, we were quite reactive, yeah. and when it came to Inspire. It was just straight 180 opposite. We were proactive 100%. So, and uh, that was the learning and that helped me learn, okay, this is how accountants can be life-changing. And these are the things that accountant should do, immediately being proactive with the clients. And from there on, I was 
like the the journey was was kind of uphill it was like uh, uphill in terms of like success and uh, like success stories with the clients in personally myself as well mm. so after finishing about one year in july 2021 mm. the the leadership team of inspire uh, saw that they had that confidence in me that they gave me they provided me with an opportunity with a portfolio of the clients mm. and and they asked me to be to look after them by myself and uh, they had in they started training me to build that relationship which is quite unheard of in other uh, like i have never heard to be honest in mm. personally just after a year when you join as a junior candidate and straight after one year you are given a 40 to 42 clients to manage by yourself that trust and faith where the leadership team has shown in me yeah very good and um yeah i guess we we would have only done that if you'd sort of shown us that that ability and uh, made us confident in that so well done yeah. And, yeah in such a short time to do that so very good and i guess what's uh, we're going to jump into some success stories soon so you know we we spoke about a few different ones before we hit the record button but yeah. um what's your sort of favorite thing about inspire what's my favorite thing about inspire is firstly uh, the care and when i say care it's not only just care towards one aspect it's care towards our clients mm. it's care towards our team members it's care towards our culture it's and the extended and also care towards the wider part of the society the thing which we do at inspire and uh, for example for every dollar worth of tax that we save we provide one day of food sanitation water and other facilities to the underprivileged kids in different parts of the world through our even jeevan uh, like alliance that is like yeah so that's the one of the care is the one thing that i really admire about inspire and i'm proud to talk about it when i go into different events whether they are professional or even when i'm talking about with someone of my friends so and the other thing that i love most about is our team culture i think it is hard to see or it will be very hard to find similar mm. in a corporate environment uh so yeah so these are the two things i love best about inspire yeah very good uh there you go all right well we might get stuck into some of your success stories so um so would you like to sort of share your first one tell us about where the client was and and i guess the the things that you helped them with and then where they are today yeah so uh, one of the success stories the client was already a client of inspire and the client was quite behind with his tax lodgements he was like 6 years behind and he didn't realize that once we helped the client in like uh, bringing him up to date with the lodgements when we finished lodging all the tax returns and the uh, gs uh, like passes he had a huge tax debt bill at the end and uh, he because he was not aware of that he spent he had always spent that money for the expansion of the business and and, and the different things yeah. so at that point of time he was looking at of about around 130 to 140k tax bill mm. which is quite big and because because he was from fitness industry and fitness consultant 
and the covid covid hit it hit in march 2020 so after that the business also was taking a hit in terms of revenue and he had this big tax bill at that point of time he was quite struggling he was not able to understand okay what to do he had a bit of other debts as well like credit card debt and different loans so at that point of time we started working on making a debt snowball plan which is which was we list down all the debts and kind of like make a plan of attack okay so how are we going to like uh, repay all these big amount of debt and we made that plan we planned the cash flow of the business just to make sure that those repayments that we are planning lined up with the cash flow and after that we were still falling short of <laughs> 20 to 30k yeah and i just realized at that point of time that he was denied cash flow boost that was one of the economic covid economic package that was released by the austrian government for the business owners to support them and he was denied that for some reason so i uh, i kind of felt that that if he gets that cash flow boost objection we will be able to fill that void and uh, i launched an obli- uh, i launched an objection with ato and uh, it was i filed multiple presentations to them along with the documents evidence and it was a kind of like oh, it took me whole one year to overturn the rejection decision that was made by ato and finally the client was able to get that cash flow boost objection cash flow boost and that helped him feel confident back again because he was thinking that he may be on the verge of bankruptcy or so yeah. but then he started feeling confident and uh, we helped him through that journey the kind of like made him a plan and he was sticking to the plan as well and now he he's still paying the ato debt but now it's not he knows like okay, that i have cash flow i have he, he the planning is there that support is there from inspire to help him down so i think we if we look at the timeline he will be able to repay all the debt within the next 24 months yeah, yeah. awesome There you go. Very good and I um I imagine the stress levels have been massively reduced for him too. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very good. All righty. Well, did you want to sort of share one of your other success stories? Yeah. The other success stories is a kind of like kind of like motivating and aspirational one. This was one of the client uh the client was doing pretty well. The business was doing pretty well. Uh, it is a e-commerce business with the operations across multiple countries. and uh, the client who was planning to exit the business when, when when i met the client in 2020 the mm-hmm. client's plan was to exit that business within 2 years from that point of time mm-hmm. and uh, that's when i realized okay that's what client wants to achieve and then we as a team started working with the client making sure that the business we started preparing for exit because exit is not that easy business exit it requires a lot of planning and it also requires because when a client thinks that he wants to sell business they sometimes they are not also emotional ready as well because it's a kind of like baby to them they have put so much uh, sweat blood and energy to grow that business mm-hmm. and so we started helping them helping the client with that and uh, and in now it is at stage so the it was a multi million dollar exit Hmm. and the thing that we helped the client was 
to make sure that reduce the tax liability because it was a massive capital gain uh, from that uh, sale of business or exit from the business exit. But we have made sure that client will not be paying a single dollar of tax on this multi-million dollar exit. So not a single dollar he'll be paying to ATO. All that gains and the and the cash is gonna stay within the family. Yeah. So that was kind of like very huge successful story. Mm. Where yeah. So I I really felt that okay that that was quite a good one and 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 the client was so happy that because he thought it will be a huge tax bill at the end. But when I said him zero, he asked me thrice in the meeting. Are you sure you want to check your numbers again? I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm 100% sure. Yeah. yeah. Ah, very good. And that, that's impressive. There's, um, you know, there's a few different concessions, small business CGT concessions that allow us to get that sort of outcome. And uh, yeah, no, it's good to be able to guide a client through. What, and, and I think maybe the more important thing is actually how you structure the, the exit itself and making sure our clients are eligible. And if, if they're not, then how do we... How do we, is there ways that we can be eligible for that sort of thing? Yeah. 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 So I think, yeah, business exit requires a lot of planning, not only from the tax point of view, but also from the business valuation and uh, planning and making sure that the controls and the processes of that business are good enough that they can demand that higher multiple of, uh, you know, which which will increase the valuation of the business. And that's what uh, we helped like we help our clients not only so yeah we we not only just help our clients at different phases but we start from the startup phase when they set up the business and then help them with the growth and when they want to realize the benefit reap the fruit at the end so that is the exit phase so it's a kind of like a whole rewarding journey yeah yep very cool we got clients at all those different stages all righty let's go through success story number three yeah uh, this is kind of like a funny story. Yeah. So one of my client, he always does something and then he tells me, okay, I have done this now and I think I'm in, uh, I'm in a bit of pickle. Do you want to help me out now? Yeah. So, and Do not advocate uh, that you do something and tell us afterwards as accountants. Yeah. Best to always work with us throughout the decision-making process. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he always uh, like, and I have known this client for about, yeah, two years or more than two years. And I have, after that incident happened first time, I told him like next time it'll be good. If you could just give me a heads up, I'll be ready. And I'll, I can make sure that I can help him better. But <laughs> the client did the same thing again. So he's a medical practitioner, the client, mm-hmm. and uh, the client wanted to buy the space for one of his practice in, he wanted to buy a space. So he had already signed the contract for uh, buying uh, that uh, space for his clinic. And then he asked me, okay, what is the best structure to buy that um, clinic? And I told him at that point of time, he didn't have like self-managed super fund or different structure, but he just asked me, is it possible to buy that space in, in self-managed super fund if, or if he was planning to set, set up one? And then because he already signed a contract and the settlement was within like two months at that point of time. So it was kind of like very time pressure and time sensitive things that I had to do. So I started with the research and then 
after that because if somebody wants to buy a property in SMSF, it's not that easy. They need to have at least about 30% deposit in the SMSF from the contributions, not going too much into technical, but yeah. So yeah, and, and then we made sure that he has that in the SMSF and we planned that. And then uh, uh, he was finally able to achieve at the, after that within three months, we worked so hard. They like, yeah. yeah. It was kind of like very busy period with the client, and but we were able to achieve that. The client was able to buy that space, the clinic space in the SMSF. Now that has really helped him from a tax planning point of view, because and has all we have put him on a path now, uh, which is a growing wealth for his family. So and now he's planning to acquire second. He he's expanding his. So he's got two clinics at the moment. He's going into third one. So he's uh, he's he now he wants to own all the spaces so that he doesn't want to pay any rent, but instead uh, have that wealth within the family. So we are working on different one now. But that, that was kind of like success story uh, that we yeah. Very good. Ah, there you go. All right. Well, thank you for sharing those those different things, and um, you know, it just just gives um, a perspective on just the breadth of different advice that we need to help with clients from getting them out of that that sort of hole in debt to getting them exit ready, and then oh, you know, building wealth through you know expansion and acquiring property. So, really impressive stuff, and a few different hats we need to wear from time to time. And, yeah, yeah, uh, no, that, that, that's good part. Like, and the best part of this job is like. Every day you come across different problem, mm. uh, and and that problem is at different level. Some yeah, sometimes you may have a chance. Then the problem is just at, at like a basic level. You can easily solve it, and then you get a problem which is already like you know less time. It's already like level four, level five, and you need to attend that urgently. But the the kind of like that makes us think. Okay, what we can do, that like and how we can help the clients. But yeah, we always make sure. We try our best to achieve the best outcome for our clients. And I love that's the best part, like problem solving. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. All righty. Well, um, where, if, if you do want to get in touch with Karan for, you know, maybe a strategy call, if you uh, liked what you heard and you're keen to maybe have a chat with him, then we will have a link to uh, booking a strategy call in the show notes uh, with Karan. But thanks again, mate. Really enjoyed hearing your story and and yeah, those wins in even in just such a short amount of time with Inspire. So thank you. Thank you, Benny. Thank you for having me on Young Family Small Business Podcast. We'd love to be part of it. Yeah. Wonderful. Alrighty. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with today's guest, you can find their contact information in the show notes in the podcast section of our website at inspire.business. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the Young Family Small Business Podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review. Also, do join our Facebook community. You can find that by going to youngfamilysmallbusiness.com. And if you're interested in speaking with an Inspire accountant, head to inspire.business forward slash chat, where you can book a free 20-minute strategy call. And lastly, to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on my Instagram, uh, which is the at symbol Ben Walker CA, or one word, or at Inspire underscore accountant. Thanks again, and see you next time.